Nick, I I always you always tell me you want to start the show off with something, and I always forget immediately what it was. What what did you want to open with? So, Mike, you brought me back some coffee from your trip to Colombia. I did, and I gotta say, it has some rich rich coffee notes in it. It's very much <laughs> like like uh, other coffee which I've had, but like not the bad kinds of coffee, the good kinds of coffee. Mm-hmm. And, That's kind of what uh, I was going for with it. Was that that coffiness flavor? Now I know you didn't purposefully do this, but it's warm currently, and I like my coffee warm. I don't like it cold, and I don't like it too hot, but I like it warm. So this warm coffee-like coffee is pretty, pretty good coffee in my opinion. Mm. Also, Rob, <laughs> you don't know this, but Mike and I have had several coffee dates across the city. Okay. Well, across downtown and, uh, we're gradually working our way towards a show containing the world's worst coffee reviews. I mean, this isn't even the world's worst coffee review so far. This is just the least coffee review. (laughs) Is it? Well, we're only just, we're only just starting out, Rob. You can't expect us to start off with the worst one. I mean, if you if you went to different coffee shops with little handheld microphones or phones that were recording, you could probably do little five minute reviews and post them and they'd be pretty funny. But I don't know that it would last as a long form type of show. For one, we'd be bringing MacBooks and USB mics. That, that's also fine. <laughs> Secondly, it would be a fairly long running show, I think. There's a lot of coffee shops. When you mm-hmm. say long running... Multiple episodes is fine. I'm talking about the length of the episode. Oh, right. No, that's probably fair. Yeah. But uh, by all means, go for it. I think there'd be a lot of interest in that. From what I understand, at least 75 to 80% of the world drinks multiple cups of coffee a day. Did I have that right? Is that... Sounds believable. Sounds reasonable. I can't understand why it's not 100, but, you know, mm. some people are religious nuts. Yep. Rob, or do you have Rob. any brands looking for a show to advertise on that includes coffee demographics? Um, I don't think so. I mean, other than the fact that, again, 80% of the world drinks coffee every day. So has, I think everything is a demographic. Has Nabob come to you offering? Nabob hasn't. Oh, the okay. closest thing I have to a coffee sponsor would be the fact that Although I would have to disclose, one of our one of the members of Unwind Media is a shareholder in a coffee company. Oh, <gasps> wow! So I don't know how uh, inside information works. I don't want to short any stocks, but <laughs> <laughs> for like the first few seconds, I was like, "Who is he talking about? Someone's a shareholder in a coffee company? Who is that?" <laughs> I wish I was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I, did you I, forget that you had stocks, Nick? Is that what happened there? No, it's just I think you significantly overestimate my stake. No, I was more humorously trying to make it seem like someone had a big stake. I don't think you necessarily do, but I also don't know how law works and I don't want to uh, get in trouble. I would like a big stake. And no, mm-hmm. this isn't... I have no insider information. <laughs> right. So Did, I can say, I can say like the, your the purpose, choice. The purpose of keeping insider information as insider is so that it doesn't leak to people like me, which are the stocks, they're the shareholders. Right. But 
people who have insider information are allowed to hold shares. They're just not allowed to give that information. Or like act Or use on that it. information. Yeah. Which is yeah. why would you ever? Yeah. I'm sure only millions of people do that. Not millions. Only thousands of people do that every day just in secret. Yeah. Well, Nicholson did. And he got caught. Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of people, especially politicians, once they get into politics, they just take all their information. That was a blend of information and investments. Informessments. <laughs> uh, they put them in a blind trust so someone else controls it. Right. Yeah. And they can say or do whatever they want. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, I don't know anything else about the stock market, so I think we should probably get to follow up. And luckily for us, it's very short today. And uh, really, this is just because I thought it was insanely interesting. And it's only really follow up in that we spent the better part of, was it last summer already that we were talking about Pluto, New Horizons and, and that mission? Sounds right. Because it seems like it's a lot more recent, but that's, I guess, because we keep getting news dumps about it every time they receive more information. Uh, I think we talked about this actual, the possibility of this new news happening, but it, this is kind of the formalization of it. Um, so we had talked about how New Horizons was a, the probe they sent out to photograph Pluto, get information about its atmosphere, all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> but then it was going to be basically flying past Pluto at an insane rate of speed out into the outer solar system. And that there were a couple of different uh, things out there of interest for NASA scientists. And so they were looking for funding to actually get uh, get money to do that research and look at those one of those possible targets. And so they basically said, this is already this spacecraft is already moving very quickly towards this thing. You kind of have this deadline, uh, Congress, whoever it is. Uh, we've already spent millions or billions of dollars getting this out there. We may as well just get this little bit of extra money to look at it. And so they have now, NASA has now extended the mission. They got the money to to look at this new, uh, I guess it's an asteroid or a, I don't know if they call it a dwarf planet, but uh, it's called 2014 MU69. And I, I'm curious to see what happens because I think it's still going to be a while until it gets there. Uh, yeah, the mission goes now until 2021. And I'm 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 really excited because we haven't really seen any any images just like Pluto. Pluto used to be a grainy dot to us and now uh the Kuiper belt is basically still like that. There's a bunch of stuff out there and we're going to get to see this again in theory cuz cuz of this high power antenna on New Horizons. We're going to get to see it in glorious HD detail. It won't be necessarily as good as Pluto because we're we're we aimed at Pluto. NASA aimed at Pluto. And this is not going to be like a perfect line, but they were trying to get as close as possible. So I'm I'm really intrigued to see what what we get out of this. In space. It says they made some maneuvers to Mm -hmm. to target this new new body. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, now it's just a matter of waiting those couple of years before we're close enough to, to get images of it. It's, yeah, I don't know. This article calls it an quote unquote icy body. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm assuming that's because it's not a specifically a planet or an asteroid. Like it's just, just like a small, well, not there. a small, but a large-ish small thing. I guess would you call it a satellite? No, I think you would call it a meaty, not a meteor. Sorry, like a almost like a comet, or it would technically be an asteroid, right? But it's just not 
we, we think of asteroids as being in the inner solar system. We don't really have any classification system for things that aren't dwarf planets out there yet because they're just, we haven't studied them at all, really. Mm. I think this is also ripe for ex-wife jokes. <laughs> like what? Icy body. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it, Mike, you mentioned the, um, the fact that they're, they've done some maneuvers. They actually were, they were doing those maneuvers basically using the existing funding they had and coyly saying, Oh, you know, we're, we're definitely not going to study this until we get the money. But they're like already aiming because this, obviously the sooner you, you make those adjustments, the less fuel you have to use to get close to other things. So yeah, it's not, it's not like they have a straight shot and they're just going to get as close as they can by flying in a straight line. They have the ability to make slight maneuvers, but the amount they're able to deflect the, satellite from its existing path is not going to be as much if it wasn't already moving so fast just out um but ideally this is going to get us close to uh and when we talked about new horizons we were saying it was already they were already kind of marveling at how little adjustment it took to get to pluto like they were saying it took they had they were able to cancel some of the adjustments they were making so obviously the rocket scientists are getting pretty good at rocket science and Hopefully they can get, hopefully they can get super close. And so we can actually get really, really nice pictures of these faraway things that really we can't see with any kind of detail because they're just so far away. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that's it for follow up. I don't, uh, I don't have anything well, else. What I want to know is how this is going to affect NASA's new Snapchat account. <laughs> their, their Snapchat account has been so fun. I, I don't follow it, but people are writing little articles about it. Nick, do you follow NASA on Snapchat yet? No. Oh. I don't I think I will, Someone if posted. I'm being honest. Sorry? I don't think I'm going to, if I'm being honest. Interesting. Um, I, I Like I saw, I think it was one of the top posts on Reddit was the first Snapchat they did. <laughs> let's talking get, about Jupiter. Let's get less stupider and start learning about Jupiter. Yeah. The new, I think it's Juno is the probe that they know. sent. It's. I think it's going into the inner atmosphere or the the outer atmosphere, I guess, of Jupiter, like crash landing, to get data on the way down. And so, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that too, but I don't really know as much about that. I'm kind of waiting to see what data they're able to get. Obviously, the timescale for getting data back from Jupiter is a lot shorter than getting stuff back from Pluto. And also, I think I guess the technology would be a few years newer than than that because it took less time to get out there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to get stuff back from that. And is it just NASA on Snapchat? Is that, or do they have a NASA snaps or something? Nick, if you don't have any information, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. I've got nothing. (laughs) Nick, you're the Snapchat authority on this show. (laughs) Yep. I think it's it's just NASA. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. So there's a few different things in in here and nick i know you don't want to talk about cell phones would you rather get this out of the way at the beginning or would you rather get it like push it to the end how about i add nasa on snapchat while Mm -hmm. you guys talk about whatever trivialities you wish to discuss (laughs) great (laughs) i'm just gonna Uh, i just want to make sure my phone's in the frame so i'm just just block everything uh so mike what's more important to you here android or the iphone we may as well mention android because there isn't too much to talk about with that but i think it's worth mentioning 
Sure. So Android N, as it's been known since it was announced, uh, for those unaware, they'll generally use dessert names to, to designate the name of their Android version. Mm-hmm. So not dissimilar to how Apple picks arbitrary random names. Android actually follows the system, which is helpful. Yeah. Um, so last one was Marshmallow, or the most recent one, the most recent available one anyway, is Marshmallow. There's an Android N beta right now, and this past week they announced that Android N is going to be known as Android Nougat. Nougat? Nougat. That's not Nougat? Pronounced in its native tongue. Now, what is, did, what is not... Nougat's native tongue? <laughs> French. <laughs> okay. Did, um, we, uh, did we not call Nougat as the name? Everyone did. Well, we talked okay. about yeah. it or Nutella or... Nougat was the leading yeah. kind of consensus yeah. as far as what the name was going to be. Nutella mm. was a close second, but only if branding was kind of in the books. But I guess they're not going the way of Kit Kat with this yeah. version. No branding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> That's fine. I, I, I think Nutella would have been a little cheesy yeah just kind of start marketing your name like that but yeah because next would be oreo and then yeah you know where does it end at that point like pez i don't know yeah right or (laughs) and then what would be q yeah the the interesting thing and and astute listeners will will actually kind of probably call us out on this is that they announced that it was nougat on snapchat (laughs) google did Okay. So the Google Snapchat account was was the one that actually broke this news. And Google has yeah. Snapchat? <laughs> yeah, just Google. Um, oh man. Really what we're learning this week is that Snapchat is taking over everything. <laughs> we got more stuff to do here. And we're getting left behind. <laughs> yeah. But they announced it live at their campus, but it was Snapchat. Snapchat was the the main broadcasting tool for Google for the thing which is which is odd because they have a big social network that uh they could have used for it they also have you know there there are a number of different ways that google could any number of chat platforms they could have just typed it out into everyone's search or into everyone's chat box um but yeah snapchat was the way to go for both nasa and google yeah Uh, there's not really much to say about it like this is just an operating system name there's only so much you you can't really read into to this at all because it is just yeah a name it has no context in reality but it's to a be fun fair thing. though people do get to know the operating system by its name they, like they people do. still talk yeah. about jelly bean and gingerbread and kit kat lollipop like it's it's just what it's not like yeah you know windows 95 like yeah it, it's it's a it's a branding right so yeah it is important what the name is called and right. I guess if, okay. if it's a stupid name so real-time follow-up <laughs> Yeah. Um, NASA added me right away and Google is taking its sweet time and adding me to Snapchat. So there's that. They added you back. Did NASA add me back or no? Like they just let me start following their story. Oh, I think you just have to refresh. <laughs> it, what do you think I'm doing, Rob? This oh, isn't my mine, first rodeo. Both of mine showed up right away. <laughs> Is that of um, the native French tongue as well, Nick? It might just be that Google hasn't posted anything in the last 24 hours. Well, that is very upsetting. Okay, yeah. while we're talking about stories, I need you guys to <laughs> fill me on how stories work. Because 
a while ago, I was setting up a story and then all of a sudden my option to add to my story disappeared. Why is that? Add to your story. Because you need to scroll up. I did. Wait. Interesting. What does that mean? Okay, so I, I took a snap. I sent it to people and added it to my story. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I took another snap. And then my story was still there to be added to. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I did it, it was gone. Did you initiate the last one from a reply? No. Then that is there's no actual like you're not saying it's not the option to add to a story it's like the option well, to check my story or not right right like mean? it's just you add that snap to your story and it's and it's not at the top it wasn't it just disappeared but it came back again eventually the only thing i can think if this happens again mm-hmm. let me know but the only okay. thing i can think is if you initiate from a reply you don't have the ability to pick who you're sending it to. Yeah, no, that's that. That wasn't the issue. I was able to send to specific people, but I couldn't send add it to to my story. But anyway, it, that was weird. And it wasn't a pre-existing photo in your library that you were trying to. It may share have been because I know that's happened to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. If that, you yeah, if it's it, to add to your story, it has to be happening uh, live. Oh, okay. You that can't could be, be why then. Photo from that that would make sense. Okay, that that would have been what happened then. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yes, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I understand Snapchat. Congratulations, Rob. Uh, We're yeah. all very proud of you. That's the one. Um, okay, so so moving on from from Google and Snapchat, Mike. Also, you also want to sorry, I take it back. Yeah. NASA's Snapchat was great. It, it is. It was pretty good. I, I, I learned way more than I thought I would about Jupiter, and I do feel <laughs> less stupider. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait until they get to Uranus. <laughs> What's funny about Uranus? Well, in that pronunciation, nothing. But <laughs> You also could have gone, well, Nick, that's a very personal question. <laughs> so, Mike, you want to talk a bit about the headphone jack removal of the, the newest iPhone that is apparently coming? Yeah. It's, it's all just more a matter of time before we see it now. I think it's... In theory, It's yes. all but confirmed. And mm-hmm. and people are busy writing think pieces on whether it's a good thing or not. Right. And because of course they are. <laughs> I think it comes down to technology changes and anytime something drastic, such as removing a CD drive from a computer or a VGA port or a floppy drive or a floppy drive or the little track nub mm-hmm. on computers People are always going to be disturbed by it, but people get used to it. Yeah. And that's just kind of... That's how technology that, works. That's how, yeah, exactly. Right? So as far as why they're removing it, I don't think that's really justified to, mm-hmm. to save that millimeter or whatever it is that is going to help them thin the phone. I don't think that's justification for removing it, but just objectively saying three and a half millimeter versus USB-C audio... I think that's just, yeah, like it's just technology. And, and personally the three and a half millimeter jack is usually what starts failing first on all of my devices. If I, (laughs) if I, if I use it on a device, it will fail first. Right. Um, Hmm. so I guess I'm happy to see that gone. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, we first talked about this a very long time ago Yeah, and we were coming up with options of what they would do. And, 
if they were going to do this. And I, I think any of those options, like for me, it's all about Bluetooth and if it's implemented properly, because I, so for context, I spent the better part of the second half of Canada day sit with the stereo on listening to Bluetooth music. And it was very loud and not a single person at the the place I was at, which alternated between getting loud and getting quiet you know, with kind of ambient noise. Nobody even noticed that it was Bluetooth sound talking about the sound quality of Bluetooth, unless you're listening to like studio headphones is pretty irrelevant. And for the majority of things people listen to on a, on a mobile device, the quality of the sound or the quality of the, the music coming through is not going to be HD. Like we're not listening. Like Neil Young had that Pono music player that came out a while ago that would list that you could listen to flack audio on a little MP3 player. And uh, I guess not an MP3 player, I guess it's a flack player. Yeah. Unless you're listening in that way with studio headphones, it doesn't matter anyways. Well, Sony had that same device too. Like it's similar right. Walkman type audio yeah. player, right? That mm-hmm. claimed to be, you know, the best audio player ever basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it the whole discussion is is kind of moot to me. When this thing is going to be able to have you know dongle adapters as well to use your existing headphones if you really needed to. So in in theory, yeah. Well, if if they're going to remove if they're going to remove the headphone jack, they're going to have some little eight dollar piece that will adapt it. Yeah, yeah. So I will say. I mean, it's Neil Patel that wrote this Verge piece that it, that you put in the notes, Mike. Um, it's interesting to read that. It's interesting to read John Gruber wrote a piece counter to that. And then uh, someone named Steve Strezza, he's a kind of well-known in the Apple software community, wrote a counter-counter <laughs> think piece, um, which all, all kind of raise good points. Uh, I think the kind of definitive thing, which I'm actually not all the way through, is a podcast that uh john gruber's talk show uh he had neil patel on this week okay to discuss the the different arguments i think that's kind of the the be all and end all and really if they're gonna do it they're not gonna do it in a way that's stupid they might do it in a way that's user hostile or forces people to spend a little bit more money if they want to keep listening to the headphones they already had but that has always been the case with every technology company yeah the, the fact of the matter is 30 pin connectors came and went USB, uh, micro USB and mini USB and all of those adapters came and went. We're now using USB C. Like it's not like even micro USB didn't last that long in mobile phones. And I, th- the EU passed legislation that said you need to have micro USB, right? In, in the European Union, if you're going to sell a phone, like Apple has to ship an adapter, a micro USB adapter in, the eu and i'm i'm really curious to see what if they have to ship that same th- adapter for USB-C because you, i would think you would have to if you're going to comply with that but hmm. it, it'd be really weird if it wasn't i i don't live in the eu and I've, i haven't really heard any people complaining about that but it'd be very curious if if USB-C was exempt but lightning wasn't because they're very similar technologies right but uh e- either way it's going to take what two and a half more months and then we'll we'll know either way what what we're going to get so yeah we we can keep kind of going back and forth and writing think pieces that 
compete for page views and people are going to read them, but it'll be fine either way. And people will move on with their lives. Yeah. So um, I just want to, I just want to jump in here. Have you sure. finished talking about the actual substance of the, of the article? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the title taking the headphone jack off phones is user hostile and stupid. Mm-hmm. Really? That's, that's Howard. Man, he was just fired right up. I read through the article while you guys were yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot of the New York Times piece that I almost don't want to mention, but <laughs> it's titled Brunches for Jerks. And it specifically references a book. Oh, where, where did that go? Yeah, the there's a book. The Trouble with Brunch. Sean Sean McAuliffe, a Canadian writer and academic, writes that the mail brings out or the meal brings out the worst in restaurants and their patrons. Chefs bury the dregs of the week's dinners under rich sauces, arranging them in curious combinations. He writes, brunchers treats treat servers uncharitably and servers in turn view them with contempt. Is this the best we could talk about? Like this whole <laughs> like line of things. I just feel yeah. like taking the headphones out is like, it's just, why would you ever do that? Because like accessibility is important. You know, we don't want more dongles. Nobody wants more dongles. Nick. Yeah. I would pay for a service where it's just you reading think pieces in that voice. (laughs) (laughs) And you could just once a week, you'd pick five or 10 different think pieces and just read them like that. I'd pay good money for that. I've actually heard the interviews on uh, shows like Day Six and uh, what's the other one? Q. And that's I, I, that's my impression now. That's that's how they talk. Right. It's yeah. like they they really wanted to go for the DFA, the Doctorate in Fine Arts, and they had to move out and get a real job. But now they can now they can overthink whatever they like in think piece yeah. form. It's true. Yeah. And it gets clicks and generates ad revenue. And I'm so upset that I clicked on this. <laughs> <laughs> so upset I clicked on everything I did in that little investigation yeah. there. <laughs> There's so many things where it's like, well, I think this. And let me tell you a story. A story that ends with this one interesting thing. And that's why I think you should always do this. It's like, God, I hate you so much. I hate, I hate this all. Why can't we talk about issues of substance? Well, okay. So this last technically mobile story is, it came out a couple weeks ago. It came out while Mike was gone. Um, but it, it's very curious. And I think it's more of a business thing than it is a cell phone thing. Um, and since nothing has really happened in the last week and a half with it, um, Mike, why don't you give us the background you know about uh, chill mobility chill telecom it sounds like this guy decided to set up a squarespace website <laughs> register a domain name not register the trademark on the actual company name and has now started crowdfunding for this pie in the sky idea of an mvno mm-hmm. and is also looking for like venture capitalist yep investments to start this company. Uh, so the gist of it is that he's offering 
are wanting to offer unlimited everything, text, talk, data, plans, Canada, free international roaming. I don't know how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? That, 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 that's pretty much the gist of it. Basically, everything you'd ever want out of a phone plan. And for like yeah. $35? Yeah. 45 for the next level up, which I don't really see the difference between the 35 and the 45 Well, the international roaming would be yeah. the difference. Oh, is that the difference there? Okay. Yeah. So, say for our purposes, 35 bucks for unlimited everything. Yeah. Which is like, okay, I don't know how that's going to work because as an MVNO, <laughs> you're already having to buy the network use off yeah. of another provider. So, you're already having to make up that, that overhead charge. So, I don't know how you're going to do that. Like, yeah. Wind at least had their own network, so they were able to offer competitive pricing. Well... They had their own "quote unquote" network. They did. They had their own towers. Right. It, it was a network. It wasn't a they good a, network, but it was a network. They had a full set of towers that covered most of some cities, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, this the the founder took to anyone i think he calling it a founder website. calling him a founder is very generous by the way he founded this he came up with website. the idea yes i agree <laughs> um he he built this website which is full of typos yeah. and just weird stuff and then anyone who tried to kind of write a review or discuss it but didn't put it in the most positive possible light got angry letters and emails and calls from him saying take this down it's this is untrue and then offering interviews to the these people and from what i can see nobody actually took the piece down but some people did publish an interview with him and basically what he he is he he is appealing to the mass like he he is the donald trump of the canadian wireless industry everyone sees it's true it that is the best possible analogy people see i'm making a network yeah, the, they see the terrible Rogers stuff that's going on. Rogers they all have networks, the great networks, but they're losers. <laughs> I'm going to make a network, it's going to be huge. <laughs> I still can't and, do Donald Trump. No, you can't. Um That was a good generic New Yorker though. I guess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they he's appealing to the base drive of people that the big guys suck and I'm this little guy and you can join me and pitch in $5 and You'll probably get service eventually, maybe. And people apparently did. Apparently, he got a lot of signups with people paying him $15 on the promise of maybe eventually having phone service with him. So it's something that people are yearning for, but it's just the worst possible implementation, quote unquote, implementation of that, because this is just, it's not even vaporware in that the network would be the wear part, but it's, it's something that we have all seen upstarts try to do this and fail miserably and he seems to be less well-planned and less funded than any of them yeah so yeah it's not it's not great and he was saying i think it's going to be at least 2017 until we even see mvno he wants to also build a network but he's just like yeah i came here from i think it was israel and they have some good models in great britain for how to do this and so i'm going to implement those and Canada seems like a great market for it, but he's forgetting that we have this massive population spread out over a massive area. And 
people have failed at this before. Like I MTS call just it, went out of business. I wouldn't call it a massive population next to most other countries. We're in the top, <laughs> I don't know, 30? We're in the top 152, at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're not a tiny population. They're not that big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. <laughs> As am I. Real time follow here, folks. So there while is. you guys are while you guys are busy doing that, I just want to add that this we is are thirty eighth. How come you see? Th- I see thirty seven. Are we That's both odd. on Wikipedia? This, this mine's uh, yeah. citing the United Nations. Mm-hmm. I see thirty. Okay, I see thirty eight on. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. Anyways, that's fine. Thirty, not huge, not tiny. Go on, Mike. This is a case of there's a reason why no one's offering this right now. Mm-hmm. Well, let me clarify. There's a reason why no one's just starting up fresh and offering this. I think a company like Telus or Bell or whoever, they probably have enough subscribers that they could still make money on a plan like this, where it's $35 a month, unlimited everything. Maybe. Maybe. The margin would be fairly slim, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone... You know, and this guy, not that it matters, but this guy's like 20 years old. So it's not like he has, you know, a wealth of experience and expertise in, right. in this Or kind any of experience. Any experience. Like, and so to just say, oh, I'll build this website and, and offer this, it's, it's almost deceptively scammy. Yeah. Even if it's well-intentioned, it's, it's scammy because you're taking advantage of people's desire for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this guy's taking money from these people, and, and I'm sure there's probably no way to give that money back in a legal way. Like, that money's gone. Unless he refunds the donation. Out of his own goodwill. But crowdfunding yeah, yeah, is notoriously... Yeah, no legal obligation. Crowdfunding is notoriously, uh, yeah. you know, non-lenient in that manner. It, in fairness to him, he has refunded some already. So he's not... A completely opposed to doing that but right. he's also taken in a bunch and if if a bunch of people start pulling out he will probably go okay 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 i'm just disappearing now yeah and the website goes down and never hear from him again yeah so the dream is alive but this is not going to be the future anytime soon no yeah but uh i i signed up for the i didn't put any money down <laughs> but i certainly registered to be kept informed of what's going on uh yeah i'm i'm curious to see what he could do i just don't think anything's gonna come of it yeah well is that if i guess that's it for cell phones um nick we uh i I wanted to bring up the fact that i thought it was really fun uh that the president uh, the presidents of mexico and the united states came to ottawa this week for the national north american leaders summit right and they were talking about, among many other things, uh, climate change, the Paris Agreement that was signed last year, or was it early this year, and just energy in general. And uh, so you had mentioned, just talking about climate overall, you mentioned that you had a story here about specifically Paris and one of the moves they're taking to combat climate change. I don't think it's actually about climate change. Well, okay, not, in the, not in the grand scheme. Yeah. It's, uh, it's entirely, yeah, an air quality thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from my lovely research staff, Kaya. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
So any car registered before 1997, excluding vintage vehicles, I don't know where you draw the line, uh, will be barred in the city center between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Monday to Friday. Anyone caught breaking the rules will be issued with a 35-euro fine for their first offense. This will increase in January to 68 euros for private cars and 135 euros for trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm very curious because it says here that 48,000 people a year in France are killed by air pollution. How do you measure that? Yeah. You, what you deaths can. are attributed to air pollution? I don't know. I, I, like I assume lung, that's a statistical thing. Lung diseases? Like, it, that seems like an odd statistic to to have. I, I think it's like a correlation type thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Hmm. You'd like, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I like it a lot because yeah. a lot of downtown urban centers get just gross during the day. Yeah. And also, I want to say, of course, there's, uh, of course, there's one guy with a Peugeot van or something like that that he uses for work. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I can't afford a new van right now, so. I'm going to have to keep using it. So, so they can just like charge me $135 or euros every week. What about that? <laughs> what about that? Are they winning now? It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> spending all this money on fines. It's, it's almost like it, he has a point though. If, if it yeah. would actually cost a lot more to buy a newer vehicle. Right. And essentially just like another tax. Well, yeah, it's a clean air tax. Yeah, definitely. So move out of the city center. Yeah. There, there are a couple, I think, I forget if it's London or if it's Paris, but there's one major city in Europe that you can only, I think it might be Paris, where you can only drive on odd days based on your license plate. Colombia has like, that too. Yeah. If you're, you only have ever have half the cars on the road at any given time. If you're like, if the last number on your license plate is odd, you can go like Monday, Wednesday, Saturday or something. And really there are all these yeah there are all these ways that they're coming up with to get a less cars on the road and less pollution just because you can tell like on on days in china for instance where they don't have uh the factories running or or car traffic the the skies are clear and blue and anytime the factories are running it's just like smog city uh i think more and more big cities are going to be instituting these kinds of policies like los angeles for instance is known for just massive smog uh during commute times and it's just it it, it's honestly just a matter of time until they start making that correlation very clear and trying to bring a stop to it los angeles is notoriously bad for driving in like it's just traffic everywhere and so it ends up taking people even longer to get around um yeah, the the first, I mean, there are cities like Amsterdam where so many people bike that it's actually kind of, it's more sustainable to to grow your bike networks like that. They're like city like Los, Los Angeles is too spread out to really have that be relevant to a lot of people. But I'm curious to see how new cities adapt or how cities grow with kind of alternative transportations in mind. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I think there are probably a lot of people that are going to be just taking fines. And I think the government's probably fine with that because at least that way they have some money to put on new initiatives. So if that's where the money's going, I guess you'd hope that the fines are going towards improving air quality or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 
it's tough to assign any money towards specific goals. Like if you take in tax, it's hard to say all that money goes to one thing. Like it just gets spread around. Um, but Paris being the place where the last climate change uh, agreement was put in place, it would be it, like it's good for them to be a model for trying to clean things up. And in, in other cities and other places, they have laws regarding the kind of kinds of emissions like you have to pass an emissions test before you can actually have your car on the road at all legally and so this is just a, another way of doing that they might they might also have laws regarding like having to pass emissions tests in, in france or in paris but i know that's another way of of making sure that cars that are bad emitters or like just older combustion engines stay off the road mm-hmm. but it's another curious method interesting to talk about hmm. did you uh, want to talk yeah. more about the three amigos i i don't have too much to say i know they they put some pretty lofty goals in place and i think i heard some criticism that uh the united states in particular is actually already kind of past the goal or like about to pass the goals that they have set for for pollution and for temperature changes specifically uh, so the amount of good that they can do is kind of limited any, any future agreements to keep under that limit just because it's too, like, it, it's like they did with, uh, sodium in, sodium levels recommended by doctors. It was like, well, we actually think people should be having less than 3,500 milligrams a day, but they're already having 5,400. So let's stay, let's say 5,000 and see if we can reduce it a little bit as opposed to just giving total setting totally unreasonable limits. So it's like, yeah, we think there should be less than half a degree uh, of climate or of temperature rise uh, average, but we're already at like 0.45 degrees, and so it's unrealistic to think we can actually stay under those limits. But they're they're I, I get the government wanting to stay strong and to try to set rigid goals, but setting them unrealistically just means you're going to blow through them. It's like January first saying you're going to lose. 100 pounds in the next year it's like that's too lofty you're not gonna you're probably not going to achieve that uh and you might end up actually causing more harm because once you once you kind of break once you kind of lose sight of that goal or it becomes impossible like literally because you start gaining more weight then it's really easy to just say okay well screw that goal and we're just gonna keep polluting or keep gaining weight whatever the analogy is i didn't have a lot to say on it i just i thought it was interesting getting those leaders like the United States is obviously kind of the they have the biggest military, this huge economy. Um, Canada, we're the nice little neighbor, thirty uh, eighth biggest population in the world. <laughs> Mexico is is obviously still important, like it's right there, especially for North America. Like it's Mexico is not irrelevant, and it's good to get. Uh, it, it's really cool to have all the leaders of of North America in one spot, just talking. I think it'd be good for them to talk in that way like as a group more often mexico being the world's 10th biggest country there you go by population yes yeah but not like landmass because then <laughs> we're second so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so wow. i uh, take yeah. a take a wild stab at the uh the population of mexico by the way it's like 150 million probably 105 million 127 million. Oh, yeah, that's close. Yeah, Mexico so many City's people huge. in such a small space. Yeah, because Mexico City is like, I want to say 100 million on its own. 
No. You really is that true? That can't be true. A hundred million people in a city? Three Canadas in Mexico City? Now I'm very curious to know what the number is. Real time um, follow up. Speaking of pollution, okay, Mexico fine. City is Nine terrible. Nine million? Yeah. Yeah. Only that sounds more ten reasonable. million people. <laughs> then well, what other cities are contributing to that number then? There are a bunch of cities. Not giant ones. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I guess that's what happens when most of your landmass is fertile yeah. and not barren tundra. Mm-hmm. Blow my it's, nose. <laughs> it's interesting. The agreement, informal agreement, at least it seems like, yeah. uh, was 50% clean power generation across North America by 2025. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're including nuclear in mm-hmm. that. So that's it's clean. That's good to know. Yeah. Like we're if you're including nuclear, like that's a fairly obtainable goal, yeah. I think. Yeah, Although because we should be nuclear including plants. nuclear because it's the yeah. wave of the future. Yeah. Expensive and but also the past. Easy. Yeah. Because where else are you gonna get a or ten gigawatts on demand all day every day? Yeah. Because how much does it cost to set up a nuclear plant? Probably a lot, and the mining details too. Actually, I think it's like million dollars. A couple billion. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the the other thing I thought was curious about this leader summit, and you guys weren't in Ottawa, so you probably didn't hear about this. Um, on the the summit was on Wednesday, but the Mexican president came up a day early, I guess, to just talk about some Canada Mexico stuff. And in the morning, he and Justin Trudeau went for a little run around, uh, like across into Gatineau and then back up. And he, they were flocked by a few staff and there's a couple of bikers alongside them like a bunch of photo ops were taken on the alexandra bridge near parliament uh but it was just so funny because they were able to just go out have this run like even justin trudeau i, I feel like he would get mobbed if he went out for runs on a regular basis and then when obama came the following day it was like a motorcade they shut down every like every street from the airport to parliament and to the national gallery i think is where some of the meetings were happening they just completely shut down most of the city for a couple of hours while he got here and while he left. And just seeing the difference between what the Mexican president gets, where it's, it's like barely even registers that he's here to Obama getting mobbed everywhere and like people lining the streets to just see the motorcade go by. It's, it's such an interesting difference because in theory, in theory, seeing any head of state would be a pretty cool thing, but it's just... Even Trudeau, he's been out in the public so much. Like he's obviously still a rock star in the kind of political uh, figure sense, but n- he's nowhere near Obama levels. So I gotta, I gotta say, remember when you said, "Hey Nick, I don't know if you've seen this thing that happened in the news, but," mm-hmm. and it was political news. Uh, it, that definitely came across my desk. Good. Yeah, I think part of it is that people in Ottawa see Trudeau as more of like a mayor than the prime uh, minister. Like you're just familiar with him. It's like, yeah, he's here. No biggie. Like, no, I think it's still a biggie even for people in Ottawa. Is it? Okay. Like Jim Watson's the mayor and he's pretty like well-known too. He was the one petitioning to get the heritage classic on parliament right. on for 2017. No, I, I'm not like, saying he's very he's visible, not recognizable too. and well-liked. I just mean like as far as mobbing and being fanboy. I think that still happens to Trudeau. Like, then she walks around the city and people recognize him and will say hi, but yeah. they won't, like, mob him. Right. Because well, he's now. so visible, because it's normal. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, it's, so it's not the same with Trudeau, though? 
Trudeau, she's on Stephen Avenue a lot, by the way. Is yeah. she? Huh? Oh, yeah. This is like, I saw him for the second or third time on Stephen the other day. Okay. Hmm. And every time it's like, ah, it's <laughs> Oh my God, it's Nedgy. And he's just like sitting, having a meeting and like eating a meal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Don't want to interrupt it, but. Oh my God, it's Nedgy. He's right there. <laughs> I see him on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but the prime yeah. minister isn't actually like just walking around Ottawa all that much. But he does sometimes, though, and that's the funniest part. It's not normal, like it's not an everyday occurrence, but it's like a weekly occurrence. I guess I don't know. I I remember when I saw Peter McKay, and I was absolutely starstruck mm-hmm. to the point where I just like started talking to him. It was <laughs> embarrassing. Is that when he was minister? Of oh defense, yeah, that was. I think? That was during um, during the Harper years, because hmm. all the years I was in Ottawa were the Harper years. Now that I think about it, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> you, like this third act of uh, the Lion King is basically how I remember that. <laughs> Everything's just like it's rainy and morose. <laughs> so who's Mufasa in this scenario? Uh, I think Would that be Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau. Yeah, Pierre Trudeau. I guess. No, bro. What? I don't think it works that fine. I'm just trying to think like now we're back because Simba came back and it was that was current. Well, no, I mean, I left and so it's still rainy and morose. If I come back, then it'll be, you know. I guess so. I guess you would be Simba then in this case. (laughs) You'll you'll all be singing the circle of life when I come back. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. All right, so um, there's one more story here that I just thought was, like, it, it's so in our wheelhouse that I couldn't pass up putting it in. Um, I don't even have the original. I didn't even put a link to the original story when it first came out that um, the ver- first Tesla death was caused by a car that was on autopilot. Um, but Tesla, I'll, I'll find a link to it. it Tesla wrote a, a thing about this uh, in a press release. So... Basically, this car was on the highway driving along and the, the driver was a Tesla enthusiast. Like he was posting dash cam pic- videos of him driving his Tesla, doing autopilot, all that stuff. Uh, he was driving on the highway. A semi came turning left onto the highway ahead of him. And it was a white semi on a white sky. And autopilot did not see the the semi. He was apparently not paying attention enough. And though I think autopilot did try to get out of the way uh it ended up like the guy was killed and so there was this massive uh kind of internet backlash tesla shares dropped i think they've since rebounded so it's not really a huge thing but the any like the this is the first fatality caused not just while in a tesla but caused um by while the car was on autopilot and I, I don't want to get into the details are kind of gruesome of how it happened, but basically like all of the Tesla safety features were not designed to prevent this particular type of accident. And they're saying if it had hit kind of head on, it probably wouldn't have caused a fatality because Teslas are insanely safe. We talked when they first came out about how like it broke the testing machine, the safety equipment. Um, but the, the interesting thing to me is just the, first of all, the statistic that autopilot has been driven for like 130 miles or 130 million miles or kilometers or whatever the unit is. Uh, Same difference. On, 
on roads. It is the same difference. Uh, for, for the purposes of, of frames of reference, it's ratios here. Um, where, and there hadn't been a fatality, whereas normally it's every 60 million. So it's, it has, it had been twice as long with that, without a fatality as there normally is in other in all driving circumstances. And I know you can't necessarily compare that apples to apples, but it is quite a bit more like it's double. And it, it came out a couple days later that there was uh, a DVD player found in the Tesla that was, that had been thrown out of the car. Uh, but not only that, it, the, the DVD apparently was a Harry Potter DVD was still playing when, when people got to the scene of the accident. So it seems like this guy might've been very distracted and the whole point of autopilot is you're supposed to still have your hands on the wheel, still be paying attention. It just basically assists you in driving on the highway. And so there's some concern that, uh, obviously there's concern the fact that autopilot's beta and they actually say you need to be in full control of this vehicle. We will help. But, uh, the fact that a video was playing at the time of the accident would lend a lot of, uh, kind of skepticism towards the actual like autopilot actually being remotely involved in this. Like if he's, if he's watching a movie, while getting into an accident uh really there's no fault whatsoever with autopilot other than that it didn't see this uh semi also i i have a gut reaction here that's just entirely inappropriate but that is a well-constructed dvd player Mm -hmm. it was still playing after being thrown from a vehicle in a fatal crash well yeah if you're if you're curious, it's not necessarily that um, surprising that it wasn't thrown into the vehicle. If you go and read, I, I don't want to describe it, but if you go and read what happened, it's not. Depending on the placement of where the DVD player was, it's not that surprising. Okay. Um. Yeah, but it, it's obviously very sad, and especially since this guy was like a technologist, he was very involved in like Tesla forums and all that. He was kind of very well liked but uh yeah if you're if you're driving a car while literally distracted um by a movie playing not a lot of kind of in the fact in the way that we're not we're obviously going to mourn the loss of any human life it, it seems like he could have done a lot more to prevent this just by paying attention to the road i'm sure a lot of people just drive on highways and are distracted in that way just without autopilot systems. And I'm sure a lot more of them are killed than, than happen here because they have this self-driving assistance, but yeah, it's, it's very sad. And, and it will like, it, again, this is kind of the thing when we talked about when the Google self-driving car got into an accident, that it was the first one, it was like, this is actually kind of the best case scenario it for the first accident, because there's going to be a lot of concern anytime any self-driving car gets into an accident. But for it to have not been the the self-driving car's fault is is more positive in terms of the fact that we can move past it and get to to improving the systems to even make that unnecessary and there's obviously the fact that the fact that it had gone 130 million kilometers or whatever it is on autopilot without there being a fatality it's already better than human drivers and that's really all a self-driving system needs to be is better than a human for it to be safer and so yeah i mean i I, if you guys have anything to add go ahead but 
for me, that's just, it's obviously very sad, but it was, it's way better than, than humans can drive. To be fair, the system did fail as far as not identifying the truck. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to, to say that Tesla wasn't at fault, part of it was, but that's not to say that the person driving shouldn't have also been paying attention to intervene in this case when it was necessary. Right. right. The, the whole point is t- Tesla explicitly says we are not at fault if you get in an accident. Right. But the system did fail. Right. It failed to detect a vehicle that it, in other circumstances, would have braked for. Yeah. Uh, it's also like, I mean, clearly it's not meant to be a fully autonomous vehicle. Yeah. So it's like looking at, I don't know, looking at a carving knife and being like, you know, this is, it's like good for carving meat, but why, why is it so terrible at buttering my toast? Yeah. Like the blade is just too long and thin for buttering my toast properly. Mm -hmm. And it's, you can't get mad at a tool for being used improperly. Yep. It's true. And so I'm sure more will come out from this, but it's, it's obviously like, it's not great, but, so many like the fact that it hadn't happened so far is unbelievable and they were actually like i read not, uh, someone on twitter i think saying really if there's normally a fatality every 60 million kilometers and tesla didn't uh like on autopilot nobody was killed for 130 million kilometers doesn't that mean tesla saved a life and that in itself is an interesting kind of way to think about things but also they're like the Tesla is so safe that in most accidents that where people would be seriously injured or killed, the Tesla already has saved many of them just because it has these massive crumple zones because there's no, there's no engine. It, it is very, a very, very safe vehicle and it's already saved many, many lives. So it's, it's kind of the thing where traffic until we completely overhaul the traffic system, um, we're not going to get, uh, we're not going to get perfection and we may never get perfection. Um, there's also the the obvious point that the other thing I was thinking about uh, a couple of days ago when this came out, if the the semi truck had also been autonomously controlled, this wouldn't have happened either because it wouldn't have made that turn if it knew if it was communicating with the other vehicle and could see it. It wouldn't have made the turn when there wasn't enough time. But uh, yeah, the, just because traffic systems aren't perfect doesn't mean we don't have to still get around. So transportation is important and so far we've just taken any fatalities that come with it as just a consequence of having to get around anything else to uh to add or should we wrap up the show for the week i feel i feel terrible now ending things on such a morose note so how about butterflies gentlemen (laughs) what about butterflies all right well i mean the monarch butterflies should be Doing something. I think they come back soon or something. <laughs> Lay their eggs. Sounds right. Butterflies. Vast, vast skyfuls of them. Can I can I tell an anecdote? I actually don't like butterflies. They are terrifying. Ever since I heard that they Jesus Rob, you just gotta feet. you just gotta like put a dark cloud on everything, don't butterflies you? Butterflies late eat in the show through their feet. They land on you. They are eating you. Pretty nice. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. 
There's a lot more don't, things that eat you than you think, Rob. Don't butterflies like don't they have a proboscis or is that something else? I think they have a proboscis, but they eat through their feet. Real time follow up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious to see what Wikipedia says because I've read that in in a reputable source. Uh, okay. According to the San Diego Zoo, but this is one of the ways butterflies tell what plants to lay their eggs on. They have taste sensors on their feet, and by standing on a leaf, they can taste it to see if their caterpillars can eat it. Most bu- most adult butterflies can't bite or chew. So butterflies are tasting you anytime okay. they land on you. That's different than eating you. Yeah. I don't think it is because I think they have well, to Well, I mean, there's some... like, I'm going to eat you, and there's, I want to taste you, Rob. <laughs> Both me weird. taste you. Rob, and then I... just like touching you, like, mm-hmm, yes. You're if I a licked you, one, aren't you, if I licked you, I would not be eating you. I would be tasting you. Yeah, but both are really weird, and I don't want any part of it. But you can't call it eating. Just yeah. No, I. I guess I think of it as eating. But if it's just tasting, I guess they get a slight pass. But I'm still not letting them anywhere near me. I'll just want to know you better, Robert. I just want to know what you taste like. <laughs> that's not that almost sounds like salad fingers but i i can't tell if that's what you're trying maybe. to be no it's not no oh. that's just a creepy voice that i use <laughs> <laughs> rob do you let your dog lick you i do well then your dog's tasting you and thereby eating you so there you go <laughs> well now i'm not going now i'm not gonna let him do that anymore <laughs> you know what's funny i was actually I completely forgot you had a dog because like me. Yeah. One of my uh, friends got a new Husky and I was like, oh, Rob said he never wanted to have a dog. That's sad that he'll never have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And just now I remembered, all right, he does have a dog. I mean, dogs are fine. I have nothing against this particular dog. It's not what you told me when I brought my dog to see you. What do you mean? Did I say dogs are great? No, you said you like them. You just never wanted to have one. Yeah, that's that's also another way of putting a similar sentiment. Okay. Rob's been scarred for I, life by my cat after he slept over yes. and it was staring at him in his face. It was literally one inch from my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, we Rob. should probably wrap up for the week. Being tasted, have any stared at, <laughs> any other business to discuss? <laughs> Poor dear sweet Rob. Does it does it make you feel bad that I'm like looking at your picture on the on the computer right now, or would it be weirder no. if I was looking at you in person? Because I've done that a lot picture, in the past, weird. and I apologize if I made you uncomfortable. No, that's fine. Just don't lick my picture. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going for it. Oh, no. Mmm, <laughs> dusty. Yeah, someone needs to clean their computer screen. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say uh, thank you for listening this week to Future Chat. You can head to unwindmedia.com slash future chat for past episodes and much more. And thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week. Ciao. Just, just don't, like, look at Rob too much.
or don't like listen to him because then is that definitely don't lick him because don't lick me he really doesn't like that 